When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back. Um, it is currently 6.53 p.m. on Monday evening. I just ate dinner. I'm now sitting down. I feel kind of tired. Um, it was a really fun weekend that I had. So I feel like I'm just kind of sleepy and I had a really bad headache all day. So I've just been kind of like reeling from that. Juno is staring at me. She just woke up from her nap. And she's been waking up early in the morning recently and bugging me, like crying. She's literally going to come over here and try to lay down on me, which is not happening, Miss Girl. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been getting like the best sleep. I've been sleeping like very heavy. And I actually had a dream last night that there was a crazy earthquake. So there ends up being an earthquake soon. You heard it here first. Uh, but yeah, it was really wild. Um, but yeah, I also have been stressed because my car has been getting broken into. It got broken into two days ago or this morning. No, yesterday morning. And then it got broken into again, kind of, this morning. And I don't, I, I have an outside lot. I live downtown LA, which is really not a great neighborhood. But I, it's happened to me like six times. If you're not new here, then you know that it's been a reoccurring thing for me. And I've been spending, I mean, it's like $700, $500, dollars to get your window replaced. So it's like just so insane how much money I've spent on this car. And I swear I have like some curse on me when it comes to cars. Because I've never known anyone that's been in this much car trouble before, ever. It's crazy. So I've been dealing with that. It's been just really taxing and like troubling so I think ultimately it just like disheartens me and makes me like damn I gotta move I have to get out of this area but it's hard because my lease is up in February and I obviously love my apartment but it's just obviously not working because I keep you know getting it's like my safety and my money and all this stuff that I just have to be aware of so anyways that's been going on really rough starts the week but you know it's fine um, there's a few topics I wanted to kind of just go over some interesting things that I've been thinking about and just kind of make this like a little bit of a just chatty fun episode where I can kind of talk about a lot of different things and some themes and some controversial topics maybe do a little Q&A after who knows but Basically, I posted this last week about Colleen Hoover. So if you're listening, you don't know who that is. She's basically this uh, kind of romance novel novelist. And she's gained so much popularity in the last few months. I feel like all I'm hearing is people reading her books on TikTok, on Instagram. Everyone's posting on vacation with her books. Those very neon bright covers that uh, just seem to like light up every single photo that they're in. And I never read them, and they haven't been around. They've been around for a while, so I don't know why everyone's just like suddenly reading them, but I've been hearing about it and just have not 
picked them up and I kind of just refused to read them. And I mentioned this on my Instagram, but it's definitely an unpopular opinion and it's definitely something that is going to offend people. And it's definitely a hot take that I just know is pretentious and annoying, but I'm, it's my truth and I have to live my truth. And that is that I will not read Coho books. And I'll give a little bit of a, if you didn't watch my story or if you're listening and you aren't on Instagram with me, then I'll give you a quick little backstory as to why I won't read her books. And I've actually evolved on this conversation and related it to a lot of different things and I've been thinking about it this last week. So anyways, pretty much, long story short, the reason why I won't read these books is because I have pretentious parents and I have intellectual parents. And I was doing a lot of like self-discovery this week after I realized that I have like internal shame for watching things, reading things, doing things that um, are not quite like as intellectual or smart or interesting as like what my parents would think they are. So it goes deeper than just Colleen Hoover books. But for me, my parents, like I was raised without cable TV. I was raised going to art museums. My parents were readers and they were so like, all their friends were artists and, and interesting people. And they, you know, had always big talks about religion and sex and books and music and everything was very intense and intelligent. And uh, they just instilled that in me at a really young age and I hated it growing up because I was just like you guys I want to be able to watch fucking cartoons and Disney Channel and I want to be able to just like read funny books and all that and immediately I remember like when I turned 15 my mom was like okay here's Virginia Woolf you're gonna read her and I was like mom what the fuck is this like I want to read like these juicy young adult novels but no I have to read this like whatever and even when it comes down to like TV I have like if I even mention Kim Kardashian, my mom will literally look at me like she wants to kill me. She literally will look at me like, don't ever bring that woman's name up to me ever again. When it comes to anything pop culture related, when it comes to The Desperate Housewives, when it comes to um, any reality TV show, The Bachelor, my mom doesn't even know what The Bachelor is. Like, I think if I mentioned that that's what I'm watching on TV, they would literally, like, it would go in one year out the other. Like, they wouldn't even understand. So, Imagine being raised that way. Like, it's really weird. And then I think I have this now internal pretentiousness and shame when it comes to reading things that might be fun or that might be lighthearted or just, like, easy to read and easy to kind of, like, get through. And I tend to just have this, like, judgment when, like, I really shouldn't. First off, it's not real judgment. I'm not judging you if you read Coho books. Honestly, I mentioned this too, that if you're reading, that's fucking amazing point blank. So whatever it is, if you're reading, amazing. Good for you. But I will just say that I'm admitting to my own problems that I have with being pretentious and my upbringing. And I don't know, I think it's sad because then it just taught me that I can't really enjoy, I guess, like more lighthearted things. And this goes back to my childhood too, of like, I used to be very dark, very introspective, very hyper intelligent very niche type of person when I was in my teens so I think it all plays into each other and then as I was thinking about Colleen Hoover books I was reading more into it I got on Twitter I was listening to all the stuff about Colleen Hoover and how actually her books not only are they maybe not the best well written very like kind of young adult like 
vibes. I just think it's very telling of human nature. And I think that I'm kind of also relating it to like, for instance, Lana Del Rey um, and other types of creators uh, and artists, musicians, whatever, TV shows, movies, Twilight, great example. Wow, what a good example. All of these different, I guess, pieces and works of art and creations are all feeding into kind of the same idea. So we have this idea, this this one element that's very like, I don't know, people are just kind of horny. Like I think, <laughs> I put that on my story, I think people thought that I was gonna talk about me being horny, but no, I mean like collectively, I think we are all more sexually charged and suppressed a bit. So where that we wanna read books that are almost like, you know, very like heavy on the sex scenes, heavy on the like, you know, steaminess. And then that goes with also like some of these other movies and these other, even like Lana Del Rey, she's very sexy, very taps into um, sex and this like dark romance, which I also was reading about with Colleen Hoover. So Colleen Hoover writes a lot about, I need to read her books just to like understand because this is almost like something that I like, I'm interested in now, so I feel like I have to do it for research. Watch me, like, read it and, like, fucking love it. That would be hilarious. But anyways, um, the dark romance element that I actually played into when I was younger, and I still have a little bit of that because I love Lana Del Rey, and I think if you don't love Lana Del Rey, then you're not in tune with that, like, feminine poetry kind of darker side because she really represents that. Um, But there's this whole, like, dark romance element that goes into these books, that goes into... Lana Del Rey's music that goes into the Twilight series, it goes into even like the, all the vampire series, all these like very bloody, dark, lustful, sexy relationship type of uh, content. A lot of the characters are pretty bad. Um, there's really dark elements to some of the characters, especially like the men. I was reading how the Coho books, the men are pretty obsessive and intense. Um, they do wrong things. There's domestic violence elements. There's a lot of intensity when it comes to relationships in all of these mediums, right? So that's a consistent. And this whole dark literature, this whole like dark academia kind of vibe is really interesting. And I think it's really something that as women especially, um, we really love to read about and hear about and engulf ourselves in. It makes us feel sexy and passionate and loved and juicy. So I think I understand the same way that like I understand why I'm into Lana Del Rey. I think people are into the Colleen Hoover books for similar reasons. It's juicy. It makes your heart beat. It makes you a little like hot and bothered. It makes you intrigued. It's it's intense. And I think that kind of obsessiveness, the way that like when I was younger watching Twilight, I was so obsessed because of the way that Edward would literally look at her like, I want to drink your blood. Like he was so in love with her and so lustful and you could feel it. And that was the most powerful, insane thing to watch and to witness. And I mean, you almost go like, I want that. Even though it's dark and it's scary, it's like you want that. And I think there's darkness inherently in all of us. And I think there's passion and intensity and all these different elements that we tend to suppress because it's like in daily life you don't want like to deal with some of this darker stuff you don't want to think about um any of this kind of 
this, this, these elements. You don't really want to incorporate them in your life, but we're addicted to them. That's why like true crime, crime junkies, those podcast episodes, those podcast stories, the, you know, E! News, not E! News, what's that like, um, I was, used to be on the TV all the time. There's like crime shows that would follow these insane, like, I mean, on TikTok too, there's like crime talk that I'm literally on because I'm so intrigued by all these different like hidden mysteries or someone happens to like disappear, like all this shit that happens. So I think we're innately kind of, we innately love the darker elements and especially when it comes to love and romance. I mean, that's why so many people are in such back and forth, such intense relationships. They go back to their exes, they cause drama, they stir the pot. I think a lot of people feed off of that as well. And I think when it comes down to like these men, and I th but I think that's really toxic. And I, I was reading about Colleen Hoover and how she actually portrays men in such toxic ways. And I think they make, do you hear someone playing music outside right now? Like just blasting music? Like why would you do that? No one else wants to hear your music besides you put on headphones. Unreal to me. Anyways, the way that Colleen Hoover depicts these men and kind of has them be, again, hyper-aggressive, intense, obsessive, isn't also good, though, for the young adults to read. So that's one thing I was thinking about a lot, too, is like, what are we, you know, how are we then teaching our younger women and younger girls how to look for a proper partner and how to be properly loved and how to have self-respect, you know, if we're idolizing these men that treat women this way. And then I also really think about myself because when I was growing up, okay, I'll give you like a brief background because this is all ties into it and I'm just ranting, but I just love these ideas and concepts and, and kind of ways of putting all this together. I think it's interesting and I probably should have studied like psychology and human behavior in college because I think it's so interesting, but they also should have studied Lana Del Rey in college, like in psychology classes, because that would have been insane. But I, when I was younger, I played into, I made different personas in different times, of course, like we all did, but I really played into this Lana Del Rey, um, Crystal Castles, uh, uh, Bob Dylan, classic rock, stoner, um, what's her name? Mazzy Star. Oh my God, I was like the Mazzy Star like fangirl. Um, all these kind of soft, dark Radiohead. I loved Radiohead. All these like softer, darker. I started getting into like metal music too, like like stoner metal, like Black Sabbath and um, this band called like Sleep and like all of that because I there was something very dark and grounding about that kind of music and about that reading these type of books and listening to these type of lyrics that were sad and dark. And so I spent a lot of my young adulthood very sad, um, very happy, I had so much fun, but very much outwardly kind of sad and emotional and intense. Like I had an intensity about me that I, anyone who's listening to this that knew me in high school, if there is anyone, you would understand the intensity that I'm talking about. I, I think I was very, aware of darker things really early in life. And I think that's because I grew up too fast. I grew up in LA. I was around darkness because I put myself into positions that were slightly more risque and dark. I wasn't sheltered at all. My parents showed me everything. They sent me out into the world with a lunchbox and a water bottle and they were like, go get them girl. And I just ran with that. 
and really saw so much darkness and I don't know like I remember like there would be elements and times of my of that a, a young adulthood where I I remember I would draw like in my journals and in my notebooks for school even I would draw these really insane pen drawings of like distorted women and faces and um, I would write these lyrics of songs like Elliot Smith songs that were so depressing when he literally like committed suicide and I'm over here like idolizing these figures idolizing Anthony Bourdain and um, what's his name Nirvana guy why can I not remember his name all these figures that died at 23 I literally carried around or 27 I carried around a white lighter because it was symbolic of like everyone who had a white lighter like something about like they died or something like that from a young age anyways I was just a very dark person and I was aware of it and I fed into it and Lana Del Rey was a huge thing for me reading Lolita reading like very kind of fucked up literature too Lolita is a perfect example of a book that is very weird and very like not okay technically because it's literally about like borderline like I don't know fetishization of uh young girls and this kind of like sweet innocence and Lana Del Rey plays off of that a lot she plays off the dark the emotionally distraught the emotional abuse the intense love the like oh I can't have you but I can and there's something to be said for all of this because I think that great art is made uh from sadness, from heartbreak, from death, from rebirth, from intensity, right? I mean, so the best music, the best movies, the best art in general uh, are made from these moments in life. It's not so much the happiness, it's all the sadness and the things that make us really, really feel. And I think people feed into that more. I think that it's easy to feed into. I think it helps also because when you're in that state and you're thinking in that way, then it's just easy to revel in it, to revel in the depressing energies and the intense energies and to revel into toxic behaviors. I and mean, we joke about toxic behaviors. We joke about being toxic. We joke about um, even the book, Why Men Love Bitches, right? Which even that title in and of itself, I mean, like, I'm not saying the book is bad, but I'm saying just as a whole, if you're getting what I'm saying, all of these, all of these things, the coho books, the the men characters that are portrayed in many different movies and TV shows, the you know the conversations, the book titles, the songs, the lyrics, the all of that. It's all goes into this one big overarching theme where I think we're feeding into this kind of sad girl, depressive, artistic, creative. Um, kind of toxic-y kind of niche and this kind of energy. And I feel like it's just so weird to witness and, but also so part of human nature. So I think I'm in, it's in between where I'm like noticing it and thinking, wow, this is really wild. This is such a thing. It's like actually collectively you can put it with so many different shows and songs and um, whatever it is. I also reality TV, think about that. Think about how dramatic reality TV is and how we're obsessed with shows even like Jersey Shore Bad Girls Club all they do on the housewives is just fight and bicker and there's talking shit and there's the men and the cheating scandals and all of that I mean like we're obsessed 
You know, we're literally obsessed, even Wattpad, right? Like that whole Wattpad thing and a lot of anime is the same way. So I think we really live for the drama. I think humans innately live for the drama. That's my main overarching point on this whole episode. But I'm kind of delving into uh, my observations of uh, the Coho books, the Londo Del Rey era. So I feel like this summer has been really, we've all, we've like gone back to that. And I love it because I think that specifically Lana Del Rey, she is such an icon and she is so, she's so for the girls and she's so for like the powerful tender girls and I'm so here for it because that's really how I think about myself. Like I'm someone who like I in theory would like to be this like, I'm like half bad bitch and half soft girl, like literally half and half 50 50 it's insane I've I literally have half and half of me and actually when I do my chart I have 50% masculinity and 50% femininity so I feel like that plays into it even the way I dress the way I do things like I love that so embracing both sides is really interesting and also just noticing these things so I think like one cool thing to take away from this god-awful ramble is that I think that we can just notice these patterns, notice these things, notice the way that, you know, if you are reading these books or watching these things or listening to this shit, you know, to not take it maybe as seriously, not take it as intensely and take what you want from it, but make sure that you're aware of how some of this stuff might be influencing your perceptions of things, right? Or how make you feel about people in your life or men in your life or relationships. So I think that's something to think about because I think ultimately I like, to put a personal anecdote in here, as I always do. I think I got really obsessed with obsessive love. And I'm still dealing with that. Because I think that I've, I've had obsessive love. And it was dark. And it was amazing. And it was so reassuring. And it felt crazy and fun. But it wasn't good. And it wasn't real. And it was actually very toxic. And I think it's hard because you get addicted to that, right? And by what I'm reading and what I'm listening to and all of that, it normalizes that, that obsessiveness. It normalizes that behavior. And so for me now, it's like I wouldn't even know what a healthy, you know, a health, healthy level of obsessiveness was if it hit me over the head, which it is. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it's good to notice these things. And I think we can still read Coho books and listen to Lana Del Rey, but I really believe that it's just something to be aware of, and it's so fascinating to me. I don't even, I'm going to listen to this back tomorrow and be like, bro, bro, you were fucking rambling. I can tell. I, like, not stop to take a breath. But I kind of like when I get in these modes, and that's why I feel like I love podcasting, because a bitch has things to say. I have an inner voice, an inner brain that just loves to think about all these things, put it together, and record. So that's what y'all going to get, and that's what you always get from me, and that's why I have a hard time having guests on, because I'm like, I just got too much to say. Um, but I think it would be nice to have more guests because then they can like, you know, but I'm like, well, guests want to talk about these crazy concepts. Maybe not. I don't know if you want to be a guest and you want to talk about this stuff, then let me know because I could honestly go on and on about Twilight too. I think there should be a psychology class on that movie series because in the books, because I think they're fantastic. I think they're absolutely brilliant and I get it. And if I feel like these things are corny, unless you are coming from a very specific headspace about it. Like, Lana Del Rey's fucking corny unless you understand. Unless you get it. Like, the girls who get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. 
Same with Twilight. It's fucking brilliant. Same with uh, Spring Breakers. One of the best movies ever. Underrated. People think it's trying to be serious. It's not. If you get the irony, if you get the humor, if you get what Harmony Karen, the most brilliant director, was trying to do, then you wouldn't think it was corny. So it's all about perspective. It's all about how you look at things. Um, and I think ultimately I need to read a Coho book so I can truly understand and talk about this more. So rant, that main rant is over, but there's a few other things that I asked people to ask me. Um, and I, I put like a question box or whatever. And I think I would just, I just kind of want to go over like a few of these concepts. Um, just cause I feel like, let's see. Okay, someone asked, lo-fi aesthetic comeback trend thoughts. So, um, I guess I posted, maybe this is their, they mentioned this because I posted on Instagram uh, showing Kim Kardashian's new photo dump that was all VHS lo-fi. And I've been thinking about this a while for a while because obviously the lo-fi VHS camera, digital camera, uh, very kind of like grainy, almost like, old Tumblr vibe has been coming back, which I'm obsessed with. I think it's so funny how culturally we go from like high def editorial, just crisp images, perfectly curated feeds. And like remember the whole era of like the, it was like the travel bloggers and there, people would be using like these crazy fisheye GoPro lenses and everyone was using like a DSLR to shoot and it was all like this, these beautiful type of photos. So long are the days of that type of content. Now it's like, how blurry can you get? How tiny and minute can you get of an image? We basically just don't even want to know what we're looking at half the time. It's like, is that an arm? Is that a blurb? Is that a boob? Like, what is that? I don't know. So that's really the energy right now is this lo-fi, like we're kind of going backwards. Um, and I think culture goes through cycles and I just love that. I think we're getting into the 90s, kind of like to early 2000s era when it comes to music, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to now content. And I love it. I'm here for it. So that's that. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, thoughts on getting back at, with an ex after therapy. These are just like funny um, questions. You know what? I need to do a whole episode on just this, like a separate Q&A because I get so many questions and there's no way that I can answer all of these. So I'm going to do a separate Q&A, but the lo-fi kind of goes back into the concept kind of that I was talking about. Not really, but I think it's something that's been on my mind. So this episode is really just like, what's been on Sophia's mind? What has she been thinking about? And um, also reading this back or listening to this back, I said the word element so many times. So that's my word of the week is element. Uh, I love using that, obviously. So this whole episode is just a series of me using the phrase element to describe anything. But otherwise, I had a really fun time recording this one. I think it's so fun to just be chatty. And always, too, DM me or let me know your thoughts on the Paradise LA page after you've listened to an episode. Like, I just love to hear the kind of, like, the thoughts and the opinions on what I say. So, Yeah. Um, I'm going to be posting next week's episode is going to be the one with my friend Gabby 
finally going to be posting that one and I have some other good things in store. But for now, I will leave you at that. Carry on. Love you guys. Cheers.